Jim Shoemaker, Scott Jordan, and Jason Harrington are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Timothy Meggs is a registered representative of Securian Financial Services. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Helping you make the most of your money. It's time for Talk Money. Now, your host, Jim Shoemaker. Whether you're a baby boomer or a millennial, it doesn't seem to matter. A common concern is always money. Welcome to today's program. We are excited to be able to do what we do traditionally at Shoemaker Financial and the radio show every year. And that is, we've got some fun times together. We're going to be talking with a lot of our people from the Shoemaker family today about their favorite Christmas memory. I'll introduce them to you in just a minute. But to remind you, if you've got questions, you can send them to JIM 901-683-0989. Or you can send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. But let's get into what we're going to be talking about from our Shoemaker family. So let me introduce you to them. We're going to start with our ladies, Emily Breen, Lori King, and Amy Smith. And then we've got also two fine young men, Timothy Meggs and Jason Harrington. Young men, well, I'm a little off with the young men. I'll just go with it from there. But uh, we're just glad to have them with us. So let me, uh, guys, welcome to the program. Hi. Good morning, Jim. It's a loaded studio today. They're all here. We're just having a great time together. And uh, so let's start. I'm going to go. Here's here's kind of the layout. They're going to be talking about something that they have is such a special time. And I'm going to start with Lori King and uh, give her a chance. And Lori, I want to let you introduce yourself and actually, what do you do at Shoemaker Financial? And then tell us, what what is the first memory? We'll come back and talk about the second one. But what is that first special memory that you have? And I know, I might as well go ahead and say this. You and Amy are sisters. You're the baby sister. I mean, really the baby sister. <laughs> That's right. And I'll just let that go from that. But uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. But I'll get Amy to talk about that. I'm just I'm figuring that Amy's got to say she was definitely a baby sister. But that's okay. We'll go from there. Laura, I'll let you start. Tell us about what you remember as your most favorite Christmas. But first, introduce yourself. Hey, good morning. My name's Lori King, and I'm assistant to David Rochester, uh, one of our senior advisors here at Shoemaker Financial. Um, I'll just go into the story I remember when I was probably around eight and my sister Amy Smith here was um, about 18. She had come home for Christmas and I begged her to let's just make a pallet in the living room floor. Um, I want you to sleep with me so we can talk and I can try to keep you up all night. Um, but So you most, were really being a typical young sister. Absolutely. That sounded to me absolutely. like you had a motive here. I so. did. So the motive was the closer to the Christmas tree I could get, the, the I could see Santa <laughs> immediately. I, that was my goal for the night. So Amy gave in. We made a pallet there in the floor and you know, went right to sleep. At some point of that morning, at super, super early, I woke Amy up. I said, Amy, I'm not feeling too well. Would you mind going into the kitchen to get me some medicine? So, of course, she did. Well, while she was in the kitchen, I created a little bit of a diversion. I ran over as fast as I could to the Christmas tree and took inventory of everything Santa had brought for us. So, doing that, I ran back to the bed, was waiting for her to come back. She brought my medicine and 
took my medicine, probably some Benadryl to make me go to sleep. <laughs> but um, I laid there for as long as I could. I was so excited, and it was super quiet in the house. And I whispered to her, I said, Amy, do you want to know what Santa brought us? And she said, no, Lori, please go to sleep. Now, now wait a minute. This is early, early We're Christmas We're talking morning. two Christmas in the morning. And 18-year-old Amy and 8-year-old Lori. Yes. I can imagine this. Yeah, I can kind of see this mindset going on here. Now, yeah, I got it. Okay. And so you spending the night sleeping on a pallet in yes. where the Christmas tree is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Amy, you can definitely talk about this in a few minutes. Okay. okay. All right. Very good. All right, Lori, go ahead. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I laid there friend and just took inventory, told her everything that she got. I said, Amy, you want to know what, what you got from Santa? She said, no, Lori, please go back to sleep. And I said, well, you got makeup, I got a basketball, you got some clothes. And she's like, Lori, oh my gosh. And so anyway, I ended up falling back asleep, probably from the Benadryl, but woke up the next morning and Amy immediately went and told my mom. And, you know, I didn't get into too much trouble, but it was still there. So that was one of my probably greatest memories, a little bit of trouble, a little bit of mischief, you know, but I was eight. Okay, was, Amy. You now, you, now the, the eight-year-old sister, mm-hmm. I, I really get that mindset. Lori, that's a great story. And the fact is, I mean, I can I can see, knowing you today as an adult, <laughs> I, I can see this, uh, yeah. Not mm-hmm. much has changed. And nothing's changed. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's Lori, you know, I gotta, now I can get the picture of the eight-year-old. But now, Amy, from your standpoint, you're the sister. You're the big sister. I want you to introduce yourself and uh, what you do at Shoemaker Financial. But I really, how did, mm, I don't know. That's uh, 18 and 8 and the little sister wakes you up. You being such a gracious big sister, you <laughs> go get the medicine for her. She should have immediately gone right back to sleep. But no, you've got to listen to the whole litany of things. I can see that totally, especially knowing Lori today. But introduce yourself, Amy. I'm Amy Smith. Um, good morning. I work for Steve Anderson. I'm his assistant. He is a senior advisor at Shoemaker Financial. Um, also work with uh, Chris A. Bear. Um, that's our team, and we absolutely enjoy working together as a team and serving our clients. That yeah, is our I so goal. much appreciate you saying that. And both these, David Rochester and Steve, are on the program quite a bit. And so I appreciate you saying that because you guys are dedicated to really serving your clients, answering their questions, taking care of their issues, and yes. you do a great job at it. Thank you. All right, now throw Lori under the bus. Okay, <laughs> she left off the watch that I got. So um, that was part of She took a detailed inventory. And, um, <laughs> I can see that all the She me. did. And and of course, I, I'm I'm mad because I'm ready to go back to sleep. But I was also so tickled at her because she was so excited. So I still I enjoyed it. But it, you know, little sisters could be annoying, especially Absolutely. with the the age difference. I just wanted to hold her down and you know make her go to sleep. I got it. Whether she wanted to or not. I got it. Now, I know when you talk about whether she wanted to or not. When you talk about your Christmas experience and your memories, you actually go to a different story. And then, of course, Lori will come back and tell them something else too. But you actually go to a Christmas memory involving your maternal grandparents. And, and such a touching story. I want to hear that from you. Okay. Well, the, you're right. My fondest memory is um, visiting with my maternal grandparents. And um, they, they had a cozy home. You walked in, and 
my grandfather always had either these wooden bowls or crates on the table with apples and oranges, um, pears, the giant peppermint sticks or the candy canes uh, with the walnuts, pecans, all that, you know, good stuff. The orange slice candy, cream drops, ribbon candy, all the just the old fashioned uh Christmas. I remember the one called the chocolate drops. I mean, cream drops. Cr- yes. Cream drops. Again. Yes. I could eat, you know, if they gave me a bag of those, by the end of the day, I've eaten the whole bag. Absolutely. Right? And know. they were so rich. Oh, phenomenal. You, I don't yes, know if we eat those anymore. I don't know if I see that much anymore. You, you don't? Yeah. I mean, Boy, but, you know, I'm, okay, breakfast time, guys. Let's take a break. Because <laughs> <laughs> that yes. would be a breakfast food for me. Absolutely. Go ahead. And they had this gas stove over in the corner, and my grandmother always had a tea kettle on there you know with the gas heat just for the humidity but she put the um cinnamon sticks orange peels and everything and it just smelled like christmas when you came into their home and of course it was warm uh all of us aunts uncles cousins stacked in there like cordwood and she made this ambrosia salad and it looked so pretty she put it in an old gallon jug probably an old pickle jar and it looked so beautiful, but it wasn't my favorite thing to eat, but I knew she put so much time into it. I always had to eat some, and it made her happy, oh, you know, you. just to, you know, when I ate it. And uh, we enjoyed it. Um, we didn't, we wasn't really focused on gifts when we got there. It was just the getting together with our cousins and our family and the laughter. We were so loud. Yeah. There was 10 <laughs> conversations going on at once. And my grandfather, he was a jack of all trades, but he was an amazing woodworker. I want to talk about that of coming up. Because okay. being an amazing woodworker and taking the time to build something for you guys yes. is just awesome. We'll come back to this okay. that in a second. I, that's a great story. If you just tuned in, this is, uh, of course, Talk Money. But today we're celebrating Christmas. And it's just a, a time that for all of us, it, we all have Christmas memories. I'm sure You've got some Christmas memories, and if you'd like to send them to us, all you got to do is send it to JIM with the text line, 901-683-0989, 901-683-0989. We'll do our best to get your Christmas memory on the program, uh, whether it's today or next week, but we'll be glad to talk about it. It's always fun to hear from you telling us about your Christmas memory. That's what we're doing today. We've got people from all over Shoemaker Financial, different parts of the company that they work for, but they're people that you probably have talked to if you've called in, if you're talking to someone in uh, in an area that uh, you need help. This is uh, this is a group of people that is doing that, just that. Timothy Meggs, you're the guy. Um, I want you to introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do at Shoemaker Financial, and then tell us your favorite story. That's fantastic. Thank you, Mr. Shoemaker. My name is Timothy Meggs, and I am an investment portfolio associate at Shoemaker Financial. And I've got to say, uh, just kudos to everybody on that team. I absolutely love working there and serving the clients that we are so thankfully able to. I had noticed it before, but Timothy's got a nice little radio voice. Oh, you know? well, thank I you. Mean, I appreciate hey, that. Yeah, hey, wait, man, I better be careful, but that's always possible. <laughs> All right, Timothy, go ahead. So my favorite Christmas memory uh, relates to my grandparents, uh, specifically my grandfather, Dr. Jack Holscher, and he was affectionately known to me as Pops. And every Christmas Eve, we would go over to Pops' house, and we would get to open presents, spend time with family, and as a child, we would also get visits from Santa Claus. 
And when I was younger, that just elated me. It was so great to see Santa, to get presents from him, to tell him what I was hoping to receive, hear about the reindeer and what he was going to do the rest of the night. And it was, it was magical. Now, as I got older, I started to notice, and I'm pretty sure my parents pointed out to me as well, that Pops would disappear whenever Santa started to make his appearance. <laughs> and at first, I was a little taken back by that because, you know, where, where is Santa? This is my Pops. Um, but what I grew to love was that I got to watch this man serve his family and when I was older, I had younger brothers and cousins who were running around now. There were aunts and uncles who had been married and brought into the family. And I got to sit back and watch the joy that it brought him, the joy that it brought the other adults, the spouses and the husbands and the wives, and the joy that it brought to my younger siblings. And it was just phenomenal to see how much joy he had in doing that for all of us. And as an aside on the Santa story, he actually did give my mom and my uncle coal one year for Christmas and let them soak that in for about 15 or 20 minutes about how they were bad kids. <laughs> and he eventually did give them their presents, but that traumatized my mom and uncle. I, he never, they never let him live that I down. hear you. I hear you. You know, that's amazing when you've got something like that. And that's, I think that's what we all think about is those times. And it's amazing how in your stories, not everybody's story, but you hear so many times a story and it goes, it refers back to grandparents because that was where we would end up. I can remember in my own personal life going to my grandmother's parents' house. Now, you know, it wasn't last year, okay? You know, it was... <laughs> few years ago. Uh, but I remember my grandmother, it was so cold sometimes. I mean, they had fireplaces. They didn't have, you know, heat in the house. It was just fireplaces. No, the fireplaces were phenomenal. But the reality was where we slept, there wasn't, the fireplace didn't quite get back to that part of the house. And during the night, it could get chilly, like yes, cold, absolutely. cold. She would hold the blanket up against the fireplace oh. and get it hot. I mean, hot. And then wrap us up in it, and we'd go get in bed. We're out like a light. I love that feeling. <laughs> I yes. mean, uh, you know, I can feel that warmth around the blanket now. Of course, I'm thinking, okay, about 2 o'clock in the morning, can we do that again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's those little things that you don't think about it, and you guys are telling those stories, and I think that's critical about, and it is, about those parents and grandparents, and we'll continue to talk about it. If you just tuned in, we're talking with those people at Shoemaker Financial. We call them family. They are so important. They they do the services. They've mentioned the service for you. And uh, this uh, we just wanted to let them talk about their favorite Christmas memory. And that's what we're doing right now on Christmas Eve and to in this uh, in Christmas Day. So thank you so much for joining us too. Uh, Jason Harrington, tell us, introduce yourself and tell us what you do. And I really want to talk about the New York City Christmas. Yeah, so I'm Jason Harrington. I, I've been on the show several times. I'm managing director at Shoemaker Financial and I uh, do basically whatever my boss has asked me to do, Mr. Shoemaker. I mean, <laughs> I hope they're listening. I hope they're listening. Uh, but uh, I work with these great people. Um, we serve our advisors in the office uh, for sales and recruiting and marketing. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about, I want to talk about Christmas uh, in 2020. 
A uh, couple of reasons for 2020. Uh, one, interestingly enough, this time in 2020, I mean, I'm sorry, 2000, not 2020, year 2000, uh, I interviewed at Shoemaker Financial uh, and accepted the position to be here. No clue what, uh, how I was going to do this and what it meant, but I just felt the calling to be a part of this company after uh, interviewing and there was something special about the place and I could feel it. And so uh, I accepted a position to work at Shoemaker Financial in December of 2020. Um, now, I came to Memphis to interview and left behind a seven-month pregnant wife uh, in New York City with twins. Could you um, have made a movie out of that, you know, left behind? Is that yeah, what it was. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. And I don't think a seven-month career. Well, that could have been a story. It could know? have been a story. I mean, she she was a trooper. I mean, she was getting around New York City uh, carrying twins. I mean, she was she was great. And, uh, you know, we, uh, it, it, we had come to the conclusion, the doctors had said that, you know, you guys don't need to travel uh, during the Christmas holidays. So 2020 sort of shifted something in our life as a married couple, um, the first, this was our fourth Christmas together. And it was, you know, in the past we had spent time with family and all that. Now it's just us two. Uh, and so we soaked in New York city, just the two of us. And I think it was the first Christmas where we shifted from kind of being newlywed, you know, Christmas, like you're just kind of having fun with your friend to, to, having a family uh, Christmas. Um, and we did every New York thing that you do. We bought a Christmas tree, a live Christmas tree from a street vendor. We decorated with big Charlie Brown lights. Um, you know, we went to see the Brooklyn uh, Tabernacle uh, Choir do their Christmas performance. And my parents had mailed us a little camcorder. And so we were gonna chronicle all of our Christmas experience on this camcorder. Uh, and I'll, I'll never forget the Brooklyn Tabernacle was like no recordings. And I was like, man, I got, I got a new camcorder here. So, so I'm like, very I'm very quickly like incognito getting a little bit of this recording. Cause it was pretty amazing. We went to the zoo. They had a the central park had a zoo and it was a zoo lights type of thing. And then there's parts of the, you know, the East side and the West side that are just decorated. If you haven't ever been to New York in Christmas, it's definitely worth going. Um, the city comes alive. They go all out. We went to Macy's and, um, you know, there are carolers, carolers just on Everywhere. the street. Yeah. Um, we went to a candlelight Christmas Eve service at the church we were attending and it was truly like blackout, all candles. And a lot of people in New York come to New York for, you know, musical performance or theater. And so the talent at this church was just through the roof. Um, and so it was a, it was a cool Christmas. It was probably the first Christmas we had where it was the two of us and it shifted kind of our take on how we're going to do Christmas uh, moving forward. Because it a, would be the last Christmas we had just the two. The next two Christmas us, we yeah, had four. That, yeah, you know, we that, multiplied. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's those things that you don't plan on and, you know, it just it works your way and, it, you know, God puts it together for you in order to celebrate. And that's kind of that initial part for you. And I appreciate you telling that story because I know it was a difficult time, but yet good time. Yeah, it was. It was hard to not be with family, but it was awesome that we had that one Christmas it was the last Christmas because yep. after you have kids, you got to do a lot Changes of running around. Everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of running around. So it was fun. Well, that's great. And we're going to just to remind you, we're going through some 
Christmas memories from Shoemaker family and there are people that, of course, you talk to. Jason Harrington is just speaking, Timothy Meggs, Emily Breen, Lori King, and Amy Smith, the two sisters, uh, and the 18 and the 8. I love that story. That's a good story. <laughs> now, you know, I really do put that together, Lori. Honestly, I kind of see you being that mischievous baby sister. Amy, I have a whole different perspective for you. I really do now that I think yes. about it for that story from that standpoint. <laughs> We're going to come back in a few minutes. We're going to continue this. We're going to talk about Amy is going to actually talk about what her grandfather saw to do for what she was such a touching point where what he was able to do because he was very, very capable of building things. So you don't want to miss that part. Just a, it's just a granddaddy being a granddaddy. So stay with us. I'm Jim Shoemaker. We're talking about Christmas memories, but this is Talk Money. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Helping you make the most of your money. Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker on News Talk 98.9. you make the most of your money it's time for talk money now your host jim shoemaker welcome back i so much enjoy the fact that we're talking with people at shoemaker financial our family it's jason Harrington, timothy meggs emily breen Lori king and amy smith we're talking about our favorite christmas memories and uh, we're going to just continue to go through this dialogue of things that we remember that were so special when my wife and i and we had just gotten married i was in the military we were just moving into anchorage apartments in millington tennessee and uh, so we went out to get a christmas tree and they were too expensive. So as we are headed back to the car and we found a limb of a tree, it was scraggly, but it became our first oh. Christmas tree. It was a big deal. I mean, we decorated it to the hill, but, um, you know what you would have thought? We would have thought a big Christmas tree and it'd been nice. It was a one, two bedroom, one bedroom apartment. I mean, you know, basic, we were newlyweds and, um, we were glad to be married, but, uh, didn't have much money. So, and this little Christmas tree, and we still talk about that Christmas tree today and being our first Christmas tree. So it was fun for us. It turned out to be a great Christmas and <laughs> probably don't want to do it again, you know, <laughs> but uh, we could. We could if we had to. So I just want you to just appreciate who's talking with you. Coming from our insurance division, we have, I mean, and, and this is a lady that does a great job for us. And, and I just want to let her introduce herself, tell her what she does. She does a fabulous job. Emily Breen, welcome to the program and talk about your first Christmas or your favorite Christmas? Well, thanks, Jim. Um, like you said, I'm Emily Breen, and I'm the Employee Benefits Account Manager and Retention Specialist uh, at Shoemaker Insurance Solutions, which is our insurance division of Shoemaker Financial. Um, my favorite Christmas memory um, comes from a tradition that's actually a newer Christmas tradition. Have you heard of the elf on the shelf? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, been there, done that. Yes, Love it. yes. So my boys um, right now, Logan and Lucas, they're 11 and 6, um, and they are still into the Elf on the Shelf very much. We have to remember to move those little guys every morning. They could be listening now. Just remember, 
this guy just have to tell you? They're, go not, ahead. they're not allowed. <laughs> they're not allowed to listen. Just let you, so they're still sleeping anyway, so yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> well, so, you know, when you wake up and you've realized you've forgotten to move those things, it can be terrifying. It can. Um, the, the elves get into all kinds of mischief at our house. They've toilet papered our Christmas tree. They've gotten into candy. Um, they've stolen my six-year-old's uh, tooth fairy money. That happened last week. <laughs> he ended up getting it back. But they get Boy, into what a traumatic experience. all <laughs> kinds of trouble, all kinds. But a couple of years ago, one of my favorite memories is my now 11-year-old was, uh, he was eight or nine, and he had started to kind of question whether or not these elves were actually moving on their own or if myself or my husband was moving them. And I could tell that he really needed some assurance that the Christmas magic was real. So we were out one day, um, all of us, my husband, myself, and my boys, and we were shopping. And I thought, I'm going to call my mom and see if she can make something happen. So I called her and I said, Mom, is there any way that you and dad can swing by the house and move the elves? I said, don't make it anything elaborate. Don't spend a lot of time. Just I told her where they were, and I said, just put them in a different position. You just don't even have request. to tell me. Yeah, just a request. It's just to know, just, you know, that they, so they're not in the same place that they were when I we left. I love this story. Your parents get a, you know, kudos, kudos. Five they stars. really do. I tell you what, growing up, my, my younger brother and I, they always made it really magical for us. And so I knew that they were going to do something really great at my house. So when we got back that day, we'd been out shopping, Christmas shopping all day. And we get back and open the, open the door to the house. And I think all of our jaws dropped because my kitchen was basically a winter wonderland. And they had taken the elves. Um, we have two, Chippy and Bubba. And Chippy and Bubba were zip lining uh, from one of our kitchen pendants to the other one. There was ribbon. There were toilet paper rolls they were swinging on. I mean, it was the greatest sight to walk into. And I'm glad she didn't tell me what they were doing because it was just as magical for me as it was for the boys. And I'm sure the boys looked at you as surprised yes. as you were. Yes. That, that just solidifies the elf all of totally, I mean. Right. Because so, it couldn't have been me. I was out all Absolutely. day with them. Absolutely. And you were surprised too. I was. <laughs> I love it. I was. So my parents, you know, they were able to do Christmas magic for my brother and I growing up in the 80s and 90s. And then now they're able to do it for my boys, which is so special to me. Amen. That's a great Christmas memory. And it's a, and the good part about it is that's recent. And, you know, you've got Christmas memories. And I just hope we're kind of helping you step back a little bit. And just uh, in the hustle and the bustle of the, what's going on in Christmas, we sometimes forget it's Christmas memories that really make up Christmas. It's all about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's so critical how we celebrate that and how we go through that. The idea of memories and the fact that we're talking about parents, grandparents doing what we do to make a memory, to make that moment in time for that young person, not just being a gift, not just being, you know, whatever thing, the family, but it's just something that says this is a special time and they will remember it as we're remembering things that took place in our Christmas memories years ago. That's what we're doing today is giving you ideas and thoughts. And, you know, we talked about you could actually Google today or go online or something and get all kind of ideas. But what I like to hear about is the ideas that are traditions and thoughts and, and ideas that you know. Now, Amy, you've got a family 
story that I just impressed. First of all, this has got to be, it's just a special time and, uh, and not dealing so much with the little sister this time, but right. just a great story. <laughs> yes. So we were talking about my grandfather. Right. Um, he, he could do anything in my eyes, but he was an amazing woodworker. And so it, I can remember when we, when we visited my grandparents, I, I never really thought about what am I getting for Christmas? We were just excited to be there and visit with family. Well, as we got a little older, granddaddy started making us uh, handmade gifts and he would make us jewelry boxes. They were felt lined. I mean, just intricate detail. They were stained, shellacked. He also one year made mantle clocks. And I actually have the original clock um, that he used as a pattern. And um, those things are so special. And as a as a young kid, I didn't think about those things. But now I think about as many as he made. When did he start working on these things during the year? It had to be early on. And it it's so special and so sentimental. And things have been so commercialized and um, just so different now. And times were so much simpler back then. And you learn to appreciate those special gifts that so much time and effort were put into. Yeah, that's a critical point. And I mean, when you think about that time and effort, those are two magical things today because we've gotten so busy yes. that that's hard to put in. So, you know, that time and effort. And your grandfather thought enough of you guys to do something that was special. And as you say, it's a memory. Yes. And you definitely have a memory of that particular moment of not only the gift, but the energy and the effort that he put into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Well, we, again, we're just talking about Christmas memories, and we are so blessed to have a group of people that do special things with, you know, for the for the firm, for you, our clients, those of you that call in and have a question, they do a fabulous job of just serving you, as they've said, they enjoy, and that's really what it's all about. This is the time when we reflect about our clients. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be in business for over 40 years. And the key is we're very thankful for you uh, and what you're allowing us to do and uh, serving you as we do at Shoemaker Financial. I, um, Timothy, I want to lean in. You want to talk about your Uncle Robert. Uh, I th think that's a subject. Uh, you know, everybody's got an Uncle Robert, but this is kind of that unique story about Uncle Robert and your mom. Yeah, so carrying on with the Christmas Eve traditions, when we would leave after that wonderful visit from Santa Claus, my Uncle Robert would come home with us. And this is something that he did until he was married and started a family of his own. But he would actually spend Christmas Eve on our couch and then hang out with us during Christmas morning. And he would have presents and he'd help cook breakfast. And it was really just a great time. And I think when I was younger... I appreciated that because my uncle was a really cool guy. I looked up to him, still do, and he was just phenomenal to have around. And as I got older, I recognized that what he was really doing and what my mom was doing was sharing Christmas traditions together. He didn't have a family to spend Christmas morning with when I was younger, so she invited him and allowed him to come hang out with us. And to see that love between the two of them and how they just wanted to spend time together and let him be a part of our family, just, 
it, it makes me beam with pride. And I'm so glad that I was able to see that as a young kid. And I hope that I get to do the same with my family as a grown up. You know, when you talk about that, and Timothy, the key is that's a great example of two people. I mean, I, there's so many times you, you talk about that being, you know, so special to you because you get to see that. Um, and th- many, many times I, I talked to a psychologist the other day and he said some of the biggest problems that people have during this time is, is family. And uh, you're talking about family coming together. That was a yeah. special time. You witnessed that and, and, and experienced that with your mom and your uncle. And that's just Uncle Robert. I like that. Uncle yeah, Robert. He, he really was a phenomenal guy. It's He's actually passed away now, and my mom has too. Um, but being able to see them with that example when they were, when I was a kid, and just like the Cole story, like they've always been there to support each other. And it was just so great seeing that year round, but especially at Christmas time. It Amen. was fantastic. Amen. Well, I have a special memory about Christmas. And of course, it's, it's you know, one of those things we'll talk some more and you'd be thinking about the other ones you're going to be talking about. But Christmas, uh, you don't know this, guys, but uh, I have to celebrate a birthday also. My wife's oh. birthday is the 24th. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, by the way, when you marry somebody whose birthday is the 24th of Christmas, you celebrate birthday on the any got anybody got a guess when I celebrate birthday with her her on birthday the 24th. on the twenty fourth yes. <laughs> there is no exception no sir I mean that's two <laughs> present there's that's two by the way I've been married days. long enough to say that's the bottom well, yes may yes you said two presents no question it's birthday then we turn the page and it's Christmas the that's, next that's day. Right. I was born on Valentine's Day, so I I get that very much. He has to get me two gifts. <laughs> no questions asked. No. no questions asked. That's you know the key is we would get up on Christmas morning. Obviously, having celebrated the birthday the day before, we would get up on Christmas morning, gather around our fireplace, and we would read the Christmas story. And that was kind of that mindset that kind of moved us through that process. We'll talk some more about that in a few minutes. But I just think it's something that when we talk about it, have you ever been concerned? And as you have young people today, and Jason, your kids now are in college, and, and Amy, you've got you know all of this thing. But have you ever gotten concerned of what's happening to Christmas traditions? Are we putting back Christmas traditions like what we're talking about? Does that concern you that sometimes, Lori, I'm going to ask you first, do you think that sometimes we don't do that? I I do. So my husband and I, we try to raise our children, and now we have grandchildren, um, try to keep a lot of the traditions and keep the simplicity of it because you can get caught up in dollar signs everywhere, and it's not how much you spend and how big is the gift. And, I mean, we try to just keep it simple. That way they know the value of a dollar growing up because they, if they start out young and, and they have the biggest and best, how are you going to top that each year without just going into debt? Yeah. And it's just trying to, I guess, instill that in our children and then, you know, maybe just let that trickle down throughout the family, you know. So it's, it's, it's hard to get away from those traditions, but, you know, you've got to press on and, and keep you know, Keep doing the working, best you can. Doing the best you can. I like yes. what you said. It's kind of teaching that discipline about how we manage Christmas because so many times, I don't know about y'all, but the last time I checked, Christmas comes 
I think now, correct me if I'm wrong, on the same day every year. Is that exactly? It does. It does, it does right? Yes. Do we all agree with that? Yep. It's, and I think it's the 25th of December. Is that correct? That's that? right. Okay, good. The day after your wife's birthday. That's right. That's right after my wife's birthday. That is so critical, too, Timothy. You got it. But the point is, we all know Christmas, and so we, we have a tendency to start waiting until the end of the month or, you know, and start trying to buy, and we buy and buy and buy, and that's where we do get and into that debt. And the panic debt. sets in, yep. and you go overboard sometimes because it's always, is this enough? Is this enough? Am I doing for this one? And, you know, we have a large family now. We have five children, and each one of those children have started having children. So when we sit around the table, there's 17 of us. That dollar has to stretch. Uh, stretch hard. Because you could sink a small fortune in Christmas. So you've got to really go in with a budget from January and work along the year and or pay that December it will be rough, yeah. you know. We have a lot of times we've counseled people that have got into Christmas and they trying to buy their way back into the relationship. You may that. know people like that. And that's what we say, yes. you know, don't don't spend that money trying to get to that where your status is there. It's just spend the time all year doing what you're supposed to be doing as a parent or a child or whatever. I know this Christmas has been an eye opener for Allison and I, my wife and I. We, Our kids are older and, you know, Christmas for everyone is busy. Right. I mean, you, you've got Christmas parties and church performances and things like that. And one of the things that's dawned on us, it's kind of been sad, is that um, our kids are 22 and, and almost 18 and uh, they're busy. They're almost too busy as children, as kids still to really like we had this vision of our girls coming home from college, our son being out of school. We were going to sit around and watch Christmas movies and we had talked about it and planned it. And they came home, hit the ground running, going to jobs, part, you know, and going to, you know, doing this and doing that. And we really are on the 21st and haven't really sat down yet as a family to just enjoy each other and the time. And we talked about it the other night being kind of sad that like, man, what, you know, this may be the, may be done for us. Like it may be that they're moving into that phase of life. And it's kind of a, a hard thing to watch as a parent where your kids are growing up and, you know, those kind of moments are, are probably few and far between uh, from here on out for us. I think that can be for a lot of people the same thing. And, and we, we, we try to encourage people to realize that planning for Christmas is always subject to being flexible. We know some parents that have said, you will be here at this time. Oh, well, yeah. you, you know, oh, that's yeah. very right. difficult when you've got two small children or two grand, your, it's your grandchildren, and they're trying to establish their traditions and, you know, how that's demanding sometimes that uh, we do those things like that. So let me get you to thinking now, guys, is there anything else that we want to talk about for Christmas before we kind of move on? I mean, uh, you know. Oh, I got plenty of stories. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> see, Jay, see, I knew Jason had one more. <laughs> yeah. So, Jason, I'm listening. Well, I got to set this up for the listeners. I mean, and just for you guys in the in the room, I'm not and have not always been the really cool person that you see sitting before you oh, today. Okay. Yeah. I uh, pictures to uh, yeah. <laughs> I was a dork as a kid, a gigantic nerd. And I, I loved people. I was a sap. I like hugs. 
you know, I like, I still like hugs. I like music. And, um, Christmas was a a time to just kind of let all of that come out. I love the Christmas lights. I still do that. I like driving around and listening to Christmas music. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sappy when it comes to that. When I, my parents always read the Christmas story as well, growing up, that was kind of a, a tradition. And I get a, a vision of we're going to do it a little different this year. And so I write a play uh, for our family and I'm going to pr- produce <laughs> and direct and perform in this play to tell the Christmas story. Is that when you got the call from Spielberg? Is that Yes, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, it's it recorded. We have it on video and I'm waiting for them to make a movie we'll make about a movie this. I mean, I got it. If anybody ever finds that footage, it's going big. I All can, right, I can see go. it, but... You know, there were there were two main characters, my myself and my sister. Of course, I played all the leading roles, um, <laughs> and uh, then we had to fill in the characters with my sister's Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> um, and so we were going to tell the Christmas story, and I, I was in this video, fully dressed in my Christmas brand new, really dark blue jeans and flannel shirt, and I'm the narrator, the dad sitting in front of his little Cabbage Patch children, uh, and I'm going to read the Christmas story, and intermittently, I'm going to jump up and perform the Christmas story. So I was a wise man, you know, scared in the in the desert. My sister stood on the couch with like a pink and blue afghan hung over her head and then the best part was being a wise man i came down and i was like had to rewrite the words so i was like me a king of because it wasn't three it was just me, just me. You so you. i had me a king of orient are so it was a fun christmas but really uh kind of kind of nerdy <laughs> I've got the video. I will show y'all the video. I'm not afraid. Is it on VHS? It is, uh, well, we had it converted. We had it converted to save forever. I think yeah, that's right. great. You know, the key is, let me ask you quickly, you know, just go, what's your favorite Christmas movie that just you watch every Christmas? Christmas Vacation. Christmas yeah. Vacation. Oh, it's okay. the one. We go with the original Home Alone Home in our Alone. house. Okay, good. I'm listening. Uh, Polar Express. Polar. Have to watch it. Never gets old to me. Okay. All right, I'm I'm an elf guy. Uh, I like elf, elf but I did good. just find out my girls have never seen White Christmas, so we will be watching oh, that. Okay. That's okay. a good one. It's a wonderful life. It's That's a wonderful thing. life. Well, Max Millions, our producer, Max, what if, what would you say is your Christmas favorite? I would probably say that I'm a. I'm not sure about a mini movie, but I also re- I really like watching the Christmas specials, like on Mash, like I'm ah, the old show, yeah. like back in the '70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. What is your favorite Christmas memory? Hmm, I would have to say it's actually kind of a simple memory, but it was my mom. I had given like an idea to my mom about a small little like statuette that I had wanted for Christmas, and it was like just a passing idea and. I'm opening one in my presents and everything, and all of a sudden I see something fall out of, like, the main bag and everything. And it's just a tiny little statuette, and I just really like the idea of, like, a passing idea that I had coming to life and everything. And uh, just a tiny little gift that I received kind of, like, coming reality and everything. Because, like, it's kind of like what we were talking about before. It's like 
It's not the most elaborate of gifts, but it's all about the sentiment behind it. Amen. That's the memory that comes with that sentiment. That's a great, great story. Well, I can tell you, you know, when we go from watching MASH and the Christmas, those were great. <laughs> and, and Home Alone, those were great. But, uh, guys, I, I'm a BB gun guy. So, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, Don't shoot your don't eye shoot, out. Don't shoot your eye out. <laughs> That's a classic. I, I have watched that a hundred times. It. And it's just my story, Christmas story. It's just a great story because I identify with, you know, the, having the BB gun and, and you know, get in trouble with it and all those things like Very that. Very relatable. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, I identified with that. And, uh, you know, that's, I don't know how long that's been going around, but it's, uh, it was our Christmas show that we would watch. And so many other good ones, every one of them that you named have been great. And uh, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you being a part of today's program. I think it's been great to have you to tell us your Christmas memories. Max, I appreciate you joining with us today and all those things. And I just want to remind you that we do celebrate Christmas. It is about family, but it is about our birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The key is that when I used to do, they would come together as a family, sit around the fireplace, put candles in aluminum foil because they wouldn't drip, okay? And they would drip into the candle, and then we would sit down and talk about Christmas, what was the meaning of Christmas, light the candles. You know, we'd already have decorated the tree. We got videos of that and don't break the ornaments and we would break something <laughs> and all those things. And the key would be take the candles, light it, and then we would read the Christmas story from Luke. I just want to remind you that that's the purpose of what we're all about is the Christmas story. Join us as we read the Christmas story. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there were with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Jim Shoemaker, Scott Jordan, and Jason Harrington are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Timothy Meggs is a registered representative of Securian Financial Services. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Helping you make the most of your money. This has been Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker on News Talk 98.9.